A poor soul of noble origins, a squire tested in battle, a knight errant forged in Camelot, a man strengthened by love. Join Adam as Sir Gulliston and Craig as the Game Master in Blood and Lust, a King Arthur Pendragon duet game of chivalry and mythic adventure. Let us win glory for our king, who will reward us with honors and lands, and the devil take the hindmost. After some preparations are made and probably most of the afternoon spent just like declaring your undying love for Lady Avielli, eventually you did your group decides that you should probably set out and probably retrieve this mythical harp blade so you can finally stop, you know, beating around the bush and, you know, seal the deal, sort of. So it it takes you many weeks to to do this, but uh you you ride south um over um the Salisbury Plain and probably overnight at Sarum for a while. Um, next step, you, you head west um, over to Groverly Castle, and then you make your way finally into the um, Morgane Forest. Um, you know, it's a uh, it takes a little bit of time to find the trail because, like, it's kind of purposefully hidden um, in the area. But um, er, um, like early on the second uh, day following your departure from Groverly Castle. You come to an like an old neglected stone bridge spanning a stream. Um, and the there's a shallow gorge that runs through it. But on the far side of the bridge, you see that um some sort of like encampment has been set up on the far side. Um so like we all kind of notice this from from afar, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you have plenty of time to to like make plans and discuss what's going on, if you like, before you approach. I would say we stop for a second and uh, we just kind of discuss, like, we'll just be like, a, what do you think that is over there? Um, how many people do we see, really? Like, uh, like tents or? Yeah, you see a few tents. Um, there's um, a few of them are conical. Some of them are like, like long tents that, you know, sleep multiple people. But you want to say somewhere between 10 and 20 um, people bustling about with probably as many horses. And what's the like? What's the head count on our our little entourage right now? Uh well, it's the three of you and your squires. Okay, because like you you do have some some other people, but uh, like for just like a quick fetch quest, uh, it didn't pay to like bring out the full uh, force of Lily Storm. Uh, Lily, yeah, <laughs> the Lily Storm, the the Lily Stream. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, Golison is going to suggest that, uh, all right, keep your wits about you, but let's try to not look shady. Uh, we'll all ride up there nice and slow, see what's going on. Uh, we're knights after all. Um, you know, surely they won't be dishonorable to us. And he's kind of just saying that like, hopefully, you know, um, but that's his suggestion is that they just kind of like proceed up there, um, carefully, uh, but uh like as friendly as possible not with any sort of suspicion uh to the to the people i guess yeah um the three of you could actually make me heraldry rolls if you like to try to identify who this might be 
That's a fail for me. Uh, 17 on a 6. 14 on a 10, but if this person has enough glory, that might not matter. I just barely failed a 16 on a 15. Well, that uh, the 1,000 um, um, point glory makes it so you would actually crit there, Jorine. So um, you actually recognize um, there's a bunch of some um, shields with like similar patterns on it. There's like alternating blue and white um, horizontal wavy lines with a black circle in the middle. Um, you you see that they're like um, you you would recognize them from uh, the city of Bath, which is like a um, like one of those uh, cities that kind of holds on to some of its uh, Roman traditions, including the famous baths. Um, you. I think uh, Golson might have um, went through there at, at some point in his adventures, probably out um, west. But it's you know a good. It's like a tourist destination at this point. And it's Golson those... says, uh, "I took a bath once. It was very fun." Yeah, it's it's one of those like pocket kingdoms um, here that like you know King Cadway would get to retain his ability to call himself a king and manage his own affairs as long as he you know, swears um, fealty to Arthur sort of thing, which there's a lot of those actually. And in later times, they might be replaced by like dukes or earls or different titles, but, you know, wheelings and dealings are made and honor must be satisfied. So many of the kings still call themselves kings despite being like ducal level. The famous petty kingdoms. Yeah, I think pretty much. Yeah, I I mean, like, Cadway's um, lands is pretty much the city of Bath and the surrounding areas, but, yeah. So, uh, Sir Mavis, do you share any news about this to your companions? Yeah, of course. Uh, I, I, I would recognize that heraldry anywhere. I mean, it's, it's, it's the city of Bath. Um, not super loyal to to our cause, but also not hostile in any way that I am aware. And uh, yeah, Golston is kind of uneasy um, because, like, he was going to say, like, you know, as long as they're loyal to our king. But hearing that that's not really the case, he's just like, well, he's trying to think of some other kind of like positive or something to be optimistic. And he's like, I think I possibly rode through here once. I. Uh, I don't know. I guess we'll just go forward and hope for the best. Yeah. The the land is called Somerset, but it's basically cent- um, centered around Bath. Well, they're, they're almost used interchangeably. The healing springs of Bath are legendary. Perhaps if you bathe your leg, it will never trouble you again. Perhaps not, Baldrick shrugs. <laughs> That's between the priests and you. <laughs> like, Gilliston is too nervous to even think about his leg right now. And uh, I imagine that they're like riding closer as this conversation is like happening. So, yeah. And as you approach, um, you see a young squire crossing the bridge to meet you, and he kind of waves. Yeah, I wave back at him, do a little trick on my horse. Uh, uh, he approaches and says, uh, "My master sends you a challenge." Uh, he says, they claim this bridge is theirs, and any knight who would cross must prove himself worthy of that right by single combat. Uh, they would fight for love um, with their baited sword, and the winner of the challenge is the knight left on the bridge. Mavis perks up at the word challenge. 
Aldrich knows he's not supposed to ever back down from a challenge, but he knows even more wisely that a prudent knight does not get between Mavis and her prey. Uh, Goliston is like, uh, Mavis, I, I couldn't ask you to do this. Oh, you don't have to ask if I am offering. And then uh, Goliston is like thinking about the, the whoever the challenger is, and he's like, that poor bastard. Uh, let, let me clarify, says young squire. Anyone who wishes to cross, if he be a knight, must accept the challenge. Ah, well, all right. Uh, and Golston starts cracking his knuckles and cracking his neck and slowly stepping off his uh his horse and like putting gloves on and just kind of like, well, like with the the casualness of like taking out the trash, uh, he's just like getting ready to just uh lay the hurt on whoever he has to. Yeah, and like the the squire seems to be like taking his time, and you notice like there's a little bit of hustle and bustle as uh. A few of the other knights are in the camp are getting ready as well. Um, they like they they take their time and like finding some rebated swords that aren't just like going to kill kill you. And like there's back and forth. Do you have rebated weapons? You, you do. Um, but there's there's a whole lot of um, time spent um, talking about it. And you see like um, you know they're they're very serious about this. And the the three of you have seen your fair share of knights at the crossroad, but this is the first time you've seen it done as a group effort. Waldrick mm-hmm. looks upon the two of them. So, are we going to need to cast lots for who goes first, or is this going to be an outright melee? <laughs> the uh, the one of the knights comes forward and says, "Well." We could do whichever you like, but it would be most honorable if it was one-on-one. Then we shall decide among ourselves. Thank you, sir. And Baldrick does the traditional plucks three strands of grass, long, medium, and short, holds them out in his hand and says, shortest goes first, medium goes second. Sounds fair to me. Sounds good. He'll hold it right out to the two of them then. All right. Um, You could either decide... Baldrick on um, who who picked what, or you can just go. I like Doreen's answer. Let's roll a d6, and we're going lowest first, highest last. I got Sounds four. Good. Damn, I got a six. I got four also. Let's roll up. Uh, five, three. Oh. <laughs> All right. So so basically, if Baldrick fucks it up, we can still save it. We'll just yeah. be there on the sideline. Oh, this is kind of traditional. The least experience goes first, and the kicker of the most asses always goes last, so... Uh, I mean, typically, like, the knight with the most glory gets to choose. However, this is just a friendly competition. So, I mean, yeah, if Golston really wanted to, he could insist on taking it first, but it's just, like, a friendly thing, and he seemed pretty acquiescence to uh, the suggestion so let's uh um let's have uh baldrick uh come up here and so the one of the knights um kind of he's up in his full harness and he has this rebated sword he takes sort of like a defensive position against you and is going to be um uh fighting against you all right i think I, that baldrick should probably impassion honor for this because this is after all a proper and big deal for him to do. He has not faced the challenge of the crossroads yet. Excellent. Uh, go for it. Uh, roll your honor. That is a fail. Ooh. 
Of course, it's a fail. It shouldn't have been able to fail. I failed anyway. <laughs> the character is disheartened and loses one point in the passion, and you'll be having a minus five modifier to your skill. So what is your sword skill? That drops me from a 15 down to a 10. All right. So you'll be uh, moving with um, a sword skill of 10 throughout this whole thing. And your opponent um, is going to... um, He is going to roll and... Yep. uh, He passes if you would like to roll your sword against him. Gladly. Let's see if I can pull this one off. One. At least that one works. (laughs) All right. So... um, uh, like you're probably like you go in and try to hit him and such, and you're kind of getting into this uh, really drawn out struggle. And this is probably what's frustrating you and getting you dishonest is the fact that neither of you are really able to like move at all during this, and it's really frustrating. Uh, you end up taking three points of damage uh, throughout the course of the struggle. Uh, he takes some as well, but the struggle continues. All right, Baldrick is a little frustrated, but he's going to press onward. He knew that things aren't meant to be easy as a knight, but he didn't expect to be trapped in a clinch on a bridge. (laughs) Yeah, so again, um, your opponent takes up a defensive position. And Baldrick will advance on him. Now, your minus five is to your skills, not your role, so... I remember. Yep. I rolled a six on this, so that is another pass, even with the penalty. Awesome. Um, so uh, you went out at this um, time, um, and we'll do sword damage. Uh, so what is your damage uh, statistic? I think it might be 5d6. I think so, yeah, because like, whatever basic was default, I will roll the five. Fifteen. Because you're using rebated... Um, um, weapons that's halved to seven, which doesn't penetrate his armor, so it it uh, it continues on to another round. A ten. Oh, very nice. Uh, he passed as well. However, you you crit, so uh, you would roll your uh, full damage at this point because you crit fourteen. So after doing like some real damage to him, um, his armor takes most of it, but he is. He's actually uh, wounded through it. Um, he takes a couple of points and then yields the ground to you. You and your squire and horses are able to pass. I thank him and say, well fought, sir. Well fought. Alrighty. Who's next? Ah, I think that would be me. And uh, Golston kind of like, it's like he's like a, a batter approaching the plate. He kind of just like takes a step up. He gets the the dirt from his boot and just kind of like rubs it into his hands, uh, make sure he has like a good grip on the sword, just being very matter of fact about the whole thing. All right. Your opponent takes a defensive stance against you. Uh, Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to try to wind up and just break his stance as, as good as I can. Uh, How big is like, uh, like eyeballing him. I'm assuming I'm bigger than him. Yeah. I mean, if we we're going to use a, like an arbitrary size category, say arbitrarily between three and eighteen, be maybe a thirteen. Well, you're you're quite a bit bigger than him. Yeah, and in his head, he's just like, yeah, it's it's a size thing. It's a size thing, and he's just like, uh, gonna try to uh, crack down on him with the with the sword. 
All right. Are you impassioning at all? No. All right. Let's have your sword. That's a fail. Uh, 16 on a 14. Well, he passed as well. Or he passed. What is your um, armor? Good question. Um, Maybe lower left-hand side of the oh, front gotcha. side? Oh, uh, gotcha. 14. Well, it's a partial plate plus three. Okay, so, um, yeah, with your uh, chivalry bonus, you actually don't take any damage. All right, next round. Uh, that's a pass for me, um, a five on a 14. Uh, well, you do beat him. So you can roll your uh, 5d6, I think, and have it. I think I've crossed up to 66 now. Oh, nice. So, yeah, roll your 66 and have it for the rebated. Uh, 26, so halved is uh, 13. 13? All right. Yeah, he takes a single point of damage and has to yield you the road. All right, Sir Mavis, you are up. Yeah, Sir Mavis approaches. Um, So, for my understanding, because I am still super new to the system mm-hmm. i i rolled the the sword stat right are you are you wanting to impassion your yeah i was like filters. i was thinking of doing that but um my passion skills are the same stat like the only thing is that loyalty to adriana that's the only one that is higher than my sword skill so um you won't if you what you would want to do is you don't roll this instead, you roll it first, and if you pass your passion, it will like energize your next one. So, like, say you passed your passion, it would, um, like give you a plus 10 to, um, to your actual skill, but there is a chance okay. of failing it, like, yeah, uh, Sir Baldrick did earlier, which we'll have to deal with the consequences soon. Yeah, but there, there's there's no fun to be had if you cannot deal with consequences. Mm-hmm. So in that case, I want to impassion it with honor. Okay, yeah, you're an there. honorable knight, and you are honorably challenged. It's on your honor. So roll your honor. Nope, I got an 18 out of 15. This die is letting me down. So maybe it, there's some sort of like, uh, it's a little bit gloomy having to fight this. Um, y'all are noticing that Instead of going up against you, the um, your opponent knights seem to be taking the time to like really draw some of these fights out for whatever reason, and maybe that's like kind of disheartening you as well. Um, Baldrick on the far side, um, you are still victorious, but you're you're still a little pissed at yourself for um, you know not feeling quite as empowered as you were as well. Uh, Sir Mavis, your honor would be going down by one immediately as well. Um, But uh, Sir Golston, can you make me either an awareness or a battle roll? And Sir Mavis, um, when you have the chance, you may roll your sword um, at a minus five to your skill. Uh, I got a 20. Would that be to your awareness or your battle? They're both the same. Uh, let me say awareness. Okay. You're probably hyper-focused on uh, your companions then. I'm like uh, looking at Baldrick and I'm like thinking like, man, he seems kind of down. I'm just like focusing on his mood or something. Uh, but yeah, not noticing whatever else. I think it's getting to Mavis's head a little bit that, uh, that she was last and 
the other guys are already cross, so she really needs to do it well. Um, but she manages to do so because I rolled a 10, which now completely matches uh, my sword skill. So that's called a crit. So uh, he passed as well, but uh, you crit. So despite the fact that he's fighting very defensively, you like, you probably just like, out of pure frustration, just like go kind of all Hulk on him and like bang him really hard on the helmet. Uh, you can roll your damage. It should be up in your attributes. I'm not sure if you have four or five, these six. It says four, but I recalculate it and then I come down to a 4.5, which I believe turns to a five. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Um, it's possible that I was wrong, but like, yeah, let's, let's, we'll call it a five D6. I think the the generator I used maybe didn't round. That's a whopping 20 damage. And it is not halved because you crit on him. So this guy is, like, fighting really, like, defensively. And you, like, rain down, like, a big club on his head. Um, I'm going to actually have to roll his... Okay, I'm going to have to roll for his major wound. Okay, he fails he fails his con save, so you kind of you don't kill him, but you knock this guy out. And like all his buddies like come rushing off. Um they're like, oh man, you alright? That's the moment that Mavis also removes her helmet, is like, oh fuck, I actually did something that was a bit too much. She overcompensated for she started thinking and then started overcompensating for the fact that she was thinking and oops. Yeah, and I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna rule since um you, you you remove the point from your honor that um like you're like oh shit and like you're you're not melancholic or anything because like you you took the point, but um yeah I'm gonna say that the scenes on the three of you as like uh you kind of crossed over the bridge at this point but everyone's kind of like like gathered around this knight that just been like basically. And his skull caved in. I say, um, I say, sorry about your friend. Uh, just kind of awkwardly as we're as we're riding past. What you do? Sometimes I just don't know my own strength. I'm sorry. Uh, and she's going to trot a little bit faster than everyone else. And as you're trotting faster across the bridge, you notice that a lot of the horses have been cleared out and most of these tents that are up are empty now. Well, that's strange. Where's everybody gone? This camp was crawling with people just a second ago. Maybe that's why they drew things out so much. I had hoped to show better. Sir Galston, you truly did that quickly. And, uh, logged down. Baldrick, do you think Golestin would be able to kind of tell that you're like feeling a bit morose over over the uh like the way it went probably i mean he did not at all just hide that he expected better of himself than he was able to show and um probably that yeah. you know full i'm a knight now therefore i must magically be better at things yeah actually golson you're probably noticing that both your companions are probably a little under it and like you see like you're assuming that it's the guy's squire is kind of like picking him up and dragging him up to a horse and leading him away as you're kind of left with uh, your two friends who are just kind of like in a little uh, in a little tizzy there. I'm going to ride between them and I'm going to say, guys, 
Come on, don't be so glum. We gave them what they wanted. Look, we still won. Uh, you know, it's, there's nothing to be ashamed of here. Yeah, that that gets to day to to Mavis a bit. Like, oh yeah, right. Um, she squares her shoulders. She sits up a little bit straighter. It's like, yeah, you're right. Like, they might not have known exactly what was coming for them, but they challenged us. So it's only fair that we take the challenge that we deal with it in the way that we dealt with it. I uh, recant the story of how, like, the first time I agreed to a duel, I just got my butt handed to me and all my stuff taken from me. And it's like, at least we didn't, uh, you know, at least we didn't take their belongings out of some sort of pride. But they did leave behind a lot of stuff. Well, Well, no, but they kind of left it for us. And then, okay, yeah, Golston is just like, so that is how this works. And he's like, hey, fuck those guys. They were going to take our stuff if they won. Yeah. How, how do you guys feel? You can, you can roll off between uh, some personality traits if you're feeling conflicted about it. No, I don't think Mavis is super conflicted about it. It is definitely weird that suddenly there are no other people here. And it was a little bit shameful how she handed <laughs> how she handled that um but also ultimately it's about kicking butt and that's something that she does best and she did that in a very very expert way so after a little bit of oops maybe that was a bit much her pride takes over and she is just boasting about being taken over almost by a bear spirit and hammering this guy's skull in with the power of 10 bears and she's making it a grand story of how she slowly this guy also turns into a troll living under the bridge it becomes wild it becomes wilder and wilder and wilder yeah check your compose there sir mavis (laughs) and uh (laughs) very prudent is going to try to catch at least one of the people from the camp as they're as they've all been vanishing and saying, hey, where did your fellows go? Why is everyone departing so quick? And you look to find someone, but um, the last um, of the knights kind of slipped off a little way by his squire as the three of you were having your conversation and looking through the tents, no one's there. Your squires kind of like branch off to help you search, but it appears that like a score of people just kind of like throughout the fights and you, you guys were pretty hyper focused on the fights during all that, and so and two of you, melancholic, didn't really have a chance to notice at all. They, looking back on it, they kind of like dipped off one or two at a time until there's no one left. And cut to your squires, say like they're doing the medieval equivalent of smoking cigarettes. Um, like yeah, I haven't seen anything either. Then cut back to the three of you. Yeah, Golston is trying to, like, um, he's feeling pretty weary about this whole thing. Uh, you know, like, dueling for passage is not out of the ordinary. Um, you know, disappearing from their tents and just, like, abandoning everything and possibly hiding. It's just, like, is really unsettling to him. And he's just like, uh, are they hiding from us? Are they waiting for us? Like, what is what is happening here? All right. Uh, what do you wish to do? Do you want to stay or continue on? I vote 
uh, press on. What do you guys think? Uh, how late in the day is it? Out of curiosity. Um, let's say it's early evening. Oh, if it's early evening, we should let our squires and horses have their rest so they'll be good for tomorrow. And if nothing else, we have been given several lovely tents that none have to pitch. Ah, indeed, you're right. Uh, we'll, we'll borrow these. All right. Um, given that acquiesces, uh, the squires kind of like unpack the horses and get, you know, get dinner started, but there's actually a, a, a pot of stew going already. So that's, it doesn't take them very long. And they're very actually happy to have very little work to do because it's already been set up and the three of you kind of have a chance to get some rest for a change after weeks of being on the road. So that's nice. And uh, while enjoying it, Golston can't shake the uneasy feeling he has about the the whole situation, just the kind of eeriness of everybody just kind of disappearing, I guess, just kind of like, you know, where did they all wander off to is what he's wondering. But uh, yeah, he's trying to not let it interfere with his rest. He's trying to not let it interfere with his appetite, stuff like that. So, you know, you, you have a restful night, um, get up the next morning and continue on. Um following the trail that Avieli described to you. And about noon on the next day, you come abruptly on something blocking the road. Um, You recognize it immediately as a half-eaten carcass of a warhorse, just completely blocking the trail. Uh, Half-eaten? Like there's, like, just, like, parts of it missing? Like, uh... So, it looks like it has been like ripped apart by teeth rather than cut apart by knives and tools. Like there may be wolves in this these parts. Possibly, could be something worse. Could be a a griffin or a giant bird or a dragon. I hate dragons. I couldn't have said it better. I I kind of hope it's a dragon, but also I don't hope it's a dragon because we not actively packed for a dragon. I kind of hope it's a dragon, just because I hate dragons so much. But of all those things, a dragon would be the least likely to leave anything behind, as their appetites are ferocious. Well, I mean, there were, like, 18 other individuals, at least. That's true, but Baldrick is thinking about the one before and not the others that may or may not have gone as well. Can I get awareness rolls from the three of you? That would be a pass. Uh, pass for me as well, 9 on a 13. I passed with a 3 on a 7. So, everyone can check their awareness, but um, you're kind of having this discussion, like, uh, like probably dismounted your own horses, squires holding onto them, and you're kind of, like, sta- like standing over this poor horse in the in a nice shady spot, and you're having this, um like, discussion when you see just, like, drops of blood just hitting the ground in front of you. I'm going to look up in that tree. Same. Yeah, like, I, I, I feel like the drops happen and, like, three heads go up and settle on the, this, like, little crooked fork of a tree where it appears like the remains of a knight is, like, dangling from the tree. And he, he definitely appears uh, to be dead, but, like, his arm is kind of, like, in a shield, which is caught in the tree. And, like... He's wearing some, uh, you know, like, fairly well-maintained uh, chain, but uh, he's just kind of, like, 
caught up there and stuck. Does he have the same uh, heraldry as as the people of the camp before, so of Bath, or Can is we... that impossible to see? Well, if you were able to get it down, because like you're seeing the the inside of the shield, how high up is he? If I poked the his shield with a lance, might it fall down, or do I want to send a squire up the tree? Uh, I mean, you, you could do either. Well, I'll poke it with a lance first, because poking things with a stick is a time-ordered tradition when you find random dead things. You poke the body with a stick and, like... Try and knock more... that shield down. Yeah, you're, you're trying, and then, like, you're, you almost got it, but you don't want to, like, damage it or cut the guy up too bad, because he is probably a knight. Exactly. We have to tell his family what happened. Yeah. Pass on so, word. It's only honorable. Uh, let's see. Uh, which which one of your the three squires is feeling a uh, little frisky? Anne can do it. All right. Um, she's um, been she's been a squire the longest. Well, Anne is notable for uh, climbing trees, so uh, she's going to. Yep, she scurries right up there and kind of like helps the the arm out. And, like, the body just kind of falls down and just, like, crumples on the ground. And, like, she's left holding the shield. And she tosses that down as well. Climbs back down, picks it up again, and hands it to you, Sir Mavis. And looking at it, it's definitely a similar motif as some of the knights that you just uh, fought. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, Anne. This man probably came from the camp. Um, So... There is a fair chance that the further we go, the more people we find that we've lost earlier. Well, uh, we should at least give him a quick burial, a small cairn or something like that, so the scavengers don't get him before we pass on. It's only right. And then the squires groan and put out their cigarettes. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. And you're nice. You don't dig holes, but you got squires to do that for you. Um, yeah, you spend a couple hours um, watching people dig holes for you, basically just sipping on your wineskins in the um, in the shade as like the squires are probably just like you know stripped down to like just their skivvies just digging and digging and digging. The the ground's really rough here, so it's taking them some time, but you're not doing it. They eventually well, and technically yeah. we can. Hand this armor off to the next of kin, and they'll reward us or something like that. That's traditional, right? Yeah, you, you can um, strip him and pack up his armor and shield if you wish, and weapons. It, it's traditional. Yeah, um, there's yeah plenty of horses, and like you could even recover the saddle from his horse if you like. But yeah, is is his horse a light? Oh no! It oh no! Carcass on the ground. Definitely Never mind. Carcass. <laughs> so. From the bite marks on the carcass and the way this knight was damaged, can we de- deter anything about what actually attacked him? Uh, absolutely. You can make me either a fairy lore roll or a folklore roll or a hunting roll. I'm going to go with fairy lore. And that's a pass. Check your fairy lore. I tried to roll for folklore, but I, I fail. So that's not happening. Sir Mavis has no clue. I tried to roll fairy lore, uh, and I failed. Uh, like, Sir Mavis struggles, and the two of you are kind of just, like, kicking at it. Um, and like, oh, I wonder what it is. And here comes Baldric, and Baldric, you know that 
it's definitely not a natural beast. It, you see like charred marks all over it, and you've read enough about this and seen some in real life. Definitely dragon. And that would actually explain uh how that guy got up in the tree too, if it was that there was a dragon involved. Baldrick will look carefully. He's not dirtying his hands on it, but he will examine carefully from distance, you know, do a couple more of those, poke it with a stick moments, look up, look down, look at the broken branches and everything, and then say, Ah, I fear, sir, that you could be correct and unfortunately have your wish granted. This very well does look to be dragon mark. I I can only imagine that Golliston and Mephis turn around simultaneously and just shout, Dragon! Yeah, like, don't summon the beast! (laughs) We don't care anymore. When we run into it, I'm certain. Yeah, with like... Let's do so prepared and without getting our squires toasted to ash. There's like spit coming out of Golison's mouth and it's like the only word he can say now. It's just like, dragons! Dragons! The, the, The three of you do have a passion in common. Can you guess what it is? We hate dragons. We hate dragons. Luckily, my prudence is higher than my hatred of dragons, which is why he's handling this the way he's handling this. There's a lot of things I care about more than my hatred of dragons, but I fucking hate dragons. Yeah, dragons definitely is not the thing Mavis is most passionate about, but it's up there. All right. So after uh, a few words, um, probably mostly Christian. I'm not sure if uh, Sir Mavis wants to throw in a few uh, um, like pagan blessings or whatever, but... It's assumed that any strange knight's body you find is Christian unless otherwise stated, but um, small service and you could be on your way again. Um, it's still, you know, fairly early in the morning um, when you're continuing on and you emerge onto a hilltop overlooking like a broad forest clearing and it's centered on yet another crossroads. Um, like the clearing kind of like has like a bunch of, uh, Tents and stalls set up in it, and you could see various individuals moving back and forth between the stalls um, from your vantage point on the hill. Um, there's a number of like uh, appears to be dancers, and you hear some music as well um, as you move closer. What could these people be celebrating? Well, if nothing else, not being eaten is a great thing to celebrate at times. But there's dragons out there. Uh, you can make me folklore rolls if you like. Uh, that's a failure for me. That's a pass. I once again failed. We have to rely on Baldrick's worldly knowledge. Well, it is a Tuesday. It's probably some sort of market. Baldrick will say, well, it could just be market day. This is the right day of the week, you know. And as you approach, you're noticing that a lot of the characteristics of the folk here, like... They have, like, the northern, like, builds of, like, some of, like, the, the Pictish folk. However, they they dress and act in a manner, manner that kind of, like, you know, d- depicts them as Kimrick. So it's possibly that they're transplants from a different area from some of Arthur's earlier conquests. And there's, like, um, musicians playing. Um, there's farm folk and knights and ladies. They're all dressed in brilliant colors. Reds, greens, um blues like 
some quite expensive uh, clothing for just in the middle of the wood. It's yeah, like a lot of these, a lot of these uh, um, pitched uh, tents um, seem to be selling various wares. You smell like like cooking food, and there's like this beautiful wine um, that's being poured and passed around, and everyone just seems to be having a really good time just out in the middle of nowhere. Sir Gulliston, what shall we do? Shall we dismount and have a stroll across the market? Or do you wanna do you wanna continue down the path that we have set out to follow? We should probably find who's in charge here. Let them know that you know, one of their knights has fallen. Maybe we can return this stuff to somebody that'll see to it. Uh you know, I, I wonder if these people know that there's a, a dragon lurking about. Would be unkind of us not to let them be aware. Indeed. Uh so like I guess Golston is kind of like looking around for other knights. Anybody that looks like they're in charge, really. Anybody that looks like uh, nobility, leadership. Uh, you can make me a recognized role. Uh, that's a fail. Uh, seven on a five. Can can the rest of us also oh, yeah, definitely. set out? Because we kind of discussed. Yeah, definitely. Kind of like, you know, go in and kind of branch out and just try to find someone in charge. Nope. I got a one. I, I passed. The only times I'm happy for a one. <laughs> well, um... It's it's very odd, but despite the fact that there are people doing work and doing jobs like minstrels and and merchants that are generally recognized as peasants peasants work, everyone seems very richly appointed, and there's like really no social distinction between them. Which the only places that you've heard of this are sort of like in fairy lore. Uh, Sir Golston, this might even remind you of uh, the mythical towns of Gwaelod and the 76 uh, cities where even peasants rode war horses. Yeah. Um, so, like, that was probably the most, like, bountiful place I've seen. Uh, but this is, like, a close comparison. Yeah. It, like, it, it's like people are people are living it up here. Yeah, it, it reminds you of one of those cities where... Like everyone's so prosperous all the time that even even the poor can like live like kings. Yeah, there's something that seems a little bit strange about it to Golston. Um, you know, has he heard talk or any like rumors about what's the deal with this place? And if not, he just wants to find like uh, find the castle or whatever and get get audience with whoever's in charge. Yeah, um, asking around, um, you find there's no castle. However, everyone um, refers to this place as Market Vale, and the general consensus is all roads lead to Market Vale eventually. Which, um, which might mean that all roads lead from it once you've been as well. We should give them you a warning, though. We've seen signs of dragon nearby. Caution would be advised. Oh, dragons. We're We're quite safe from dragons here. That's fortunate, though I did not see anyone with arms and armor such that they could repel one. I mean, there are, there are some knightly figures um, dressed um, in arms and armor, but like they don't seem to fit. Like the armored um, folks that you um, are running into seem to be wearing like this long, flowing, almost like a gothic—not that Baldrick knows what gothic style is—type of mail. It 
it reminds you all of like the partial plate, but it's all solid. There's no like chain links that are really visible. There's layers, but they're able to move in it the same way you can move in just chain, which is probably like a like a technical marvel for the marshal among you. Yeah, when Golston sees that, he's a bit amazed. He's like, did I just walk into the future? I don't understand. I didn't know that we we had made that uh, that advancement. Yeah, no, such advancement has also not come to my ears yet, and I would love to know, because that could be a major advantage. Yeah, just, um, like, the three of you are kind of like, at this point, kind of noticing that like everyone here is extremely attractive, and there's at least like the human type figures here are, but like you're noticing like weird things like some of them might have six fingers on each of their hands, or have very pointed ears, or very fair skinned, or like purple eyes. Uh, we will start talking to everyone quietly one by one and saying. Be careful not to give offense. I think we have found the fair folk. And all deals with them have great consequences. And as you say that, Sir Golston... you'll say that softly to them. Yeah. And And warn the squires not to do anything stupid, too. As as you say that, Sir Golston, you look up and you see a very familiar face. Perhaps the one non-fair face that you've seen in this... It's a stall, and behind the stall, you see the seven-foot figure of old Skinny selling his wares. Uh, refresh my memory. Who is who is Skinny again? Well, you met the Skinny Man um, in the service of Lord Farron um, when you were bartering with uh, his lady wife's uh, treasures in order to find a way to defeat the the ghost that taken up in uh, Anglehurt. Didn't he eat the relic of a saint? Oh, he sure did. Wow. Not that Baldrick was there, but he's probably, he definitely heard the tale. He heard the tale, so Baldrick couldn't possibly tell Sir Galston that maybe Old Skinny knows a cure for his leg, but he could be still properly cautious, because with all that fairy lore and folklore Baldrick knows, cautious is a big word on his mind right now. So, how terrified is Baldrick? At 13 Valorous, I think he feels like as long as he doesn't incur an obligation, he'll be okay. And as long as he doesn't make a deal without knowing all of what it means, it's okay. Like, I give you this piece of gold, you give me that pile of food, we're good. But anything open-ended, he doesn't want to do anything open-ended at all. So he's basically going to try and do the as much as you can of the keep your mouth shut. <laughs> uh, Golestin is going to uh, kind of whisper to Baldrick and uh, point out Skinny and be like, that's Skinny, the, the guy from the story I told you. That's Skinny. Yeah. Okay, so two possibilities then. One, you know he will charge you more than you ask for, more than you bargain for, for anything. But he also might know ways to heal your leg. Well, I suppose I should. I should try to warn you that it could be dangerous. Not that you shirk from danger. And um, Golston is gonna. uh, He's gonna kind of like inquire to to Baldrick and Mavis. Like, should I approach? It's it's the only familiar face I see. 
It, it would be rude not to greet a friendly face. And uh, yeah, uh, Sir Golliston just being like too self-aware in this moment. Um, he's very afraid. He doesn't really know like, uh, like, you know, he doesn't know a lot about fairy fairy stuff or anything like that. Just that it's scary. So he's just like, uh, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. And he's going to just kind of like walk up to um walk up to who he recognizes as uh old skinny and uh just kind of give like a a bit of a subdued wave and just be like uh hello there old friend oh yes so oh, it's the brave circleist and the very very big but not that's quite so big to, compared to some as you recently found out i hear ah and the lady of Kenilworth as well. Then he looks at Baldrick. You boy, bit of an upstart in your in your world. Well, we all must start somewhere. Baldrick will smile. Yes, yes. Start somewhere and ends other places. All roads lead the Markdale, even Skinny's roads. But you must want something for you are yet in the humble abodes of old Skinny. And as he's like doing that, he's kind of like playing with his beard and like he's like. The beard is like the only like excuse for clothing that he has, and it's like goes really far down. And when he like plays with it a little bit, like you get glimpses of some sort of growth coming out from between his legs, but it's quite horrible. Uh, yeah, Golston's like trying not to look, but he can't help but just kind of like occasionally shoot glances downwards, um, just like in amazement and curiosity, I guess. Uh, but just not trying to be rude, not trying to make it weird. Um, yes, don't act like you're not impressed there. Old Skinny can do one for you, too. Well, that's quite intriguing, but I'm afraid it's not what I'm in the market for today, uh, Old Skinny. Uh, I was wondering, if is there not something uh, you could do for this old leg of mine? And he kind of just, like, you know, slaps his leg and starts rolling up his his tights or whatever to... Uh, Show him the show him the old wound, the old bandages. Yeah, and you you roll down your holes for him, and like he emerges from behind the table and like bends over to help you pull it down. And as he bends over, uh, Baldrick, you're getting a a view of whatever's in the backside of uh, old Skinny, and he's like kind of poking around and like he's sniffing at your crotch, Sir Golston, and. Like poking at the the scarring tissue that's barely had a chance to heal up, and then he like touches it, and then like he licks it. Oh yes, Sir Golston is looking at you guys very scared right now. Baldrick does his best be careful look that he can do. I'm pretty sure that he's had to get very good at that look with Sir Golston over the years. Mavis is. Enjoying the birds in the trees. She's she's not engaging with this. She is distracting herself from whatever is happening in front of her. What space yet rustic scenery? I mean, she is here to assure that Golliston at the end of the day is both still her friend and also fit for Avieli. This is this is too far. Yeah. Yes, I can certainly do something about it. Yes, old skinny can, but what price would be? Well, uh, what would it take? I mean, uh, you know, I 
I don't love it, but uh, surely I could learn to live with it if the price was too high. Well, you see, this is a very special market. We deal in character here, for that is the species of the Fae. Anything you feel strongly about? And uh, Goldston, like, deeply considers uh, those words. And he says, uh, I'm afraid those things are not for sale. He's basically saying that uh, you could the the price is made up of personality traits or passions. Yeah, and I think Golston is deeply opposed to paying that sort of price for something like this. And uh, he just he says, um, you know, he's like, first of all, he's fucking terrified, and he takes like a deep gulp, and he's just like, uh, I'm afraid I'll have to look elsewhere. And he's just hoping that, like, that will be, like, appeasing enough to not be insulting or something. Uh, but he does not want to uh, sacrifice, you know, any part of his personality or or the things he's passionate about uh, for this. Um, and he's just kind of, like, he's really, he's kind of horrified at the thought, honestly. And he's just like, please don't do it to me. Well, if you don't pay, perhaps someone else would. And he looks around to Sir Mavis and Baldrick. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, what will you be paying for? You, Sir Dawson said to do something about his leg, but we should probably be specific just a bit. Would it be to heal his wound such that it never reopens again, leaving his leg strong and hale? Well, what is it that you wish, Sir Knight? And he kind of spits the word knight at you, Baldrick, for some reason. Old Skitty is a very reasonable man, you'll see. Well, I could tell that Old Skinny is quite wise, but life sometimes needs a bit of passion. I could offer you all of my feelings about dragons if you can heal his leg. Passion for dragons, you say? Yes. Hold up, hold up. All of it, Baldrick. Sir Baldrick, are you sure of gifting all of the hatred and all of the drive against dragons yeah so Mavis is gently trying to say you start at a lower rate you do not immediately say you give everything Golston is like uh he clears his throat and he's like uh, now Baldrick, uh the, the things we care about they they're what makes us you see I, I know you're young but in time you'll come to find all of these things important all of these things small pieces of you things that define you well a portion of my feelings for dragons. After all, this is only a portion of him. A, a part of the leg. All or nothing, that is what Skinny wants. You said it. I should have thought my words better. You're right. Okay. So are you going to trade your hatred for dragons? Or... All right. Um, how many points in hate dragons do you have? Fourteen. <laughs> And I believe uh, Sir Golston's uh, wound was 13. It's like 12 or 13. I think it was 13. I forget where I wrote it down, but that yeah. makes sense. So um, he, uh, the skinny man, like keeping one hand on the wound, reaches his other to shake Baldrick's hand. And Baldrick will shake his hand. The skinny man shakes your hand and then turns it into a weird kiss on your hand afterwards. And then 
scuttles over to his table and mixes a few vials of something together and starts drinking it. And he's like, he's like swishing it around between his teeth and approaches Sir Golston. And like, like in front of like, and this is kind of drawing a crowd at this point. Um, the skinny man opens his mouth and like flames kind of shoot out. There's like these green flames shooting out of his mouth as he positions it towards uh Golston's uh groin area. Oh god. Um would you like to make a uh uh what's it called? Um uh Valorous rolls, Golston? You can impassion if you like. Um I'm gonna impassion um I'm going to impassion my honor, I, I think. And, you know, stop me if this doesn't make sense. But, uh, you know, this is like uh, a friend is making an incredible sacrifice for me. And uh, I feel like if I shy from it um, or I am cowardly right now, it's like going to not really uh, it's not going to honor their sacrifice or something. Sure. Uh, roll your honor. Uh, pass a uh, six on a 19. Right. That will give you plus 10 to your Valorous. Okay. That's good then. Cause my Valorous is a uh, 24 now and I got a 16. Uh, that's actually a crit. So like, despite flames being very close to your manhood, you managed to stay brave as the skinny man using green flames from his mouth burns away any scar tissue that you have and when he when it finally dissipates it's like this really smooth pink flesh underneath uh baldrick you could cross out hate dragons on your character sheet i pat myself down to make sure everything is still there oh it's still there oh my god and our pact is sealed and he's kind of like like sniffing around uh, your junk and like admiring his handiwork to the inside of your thigh I say, all right, that's enough of that, and I quickly pull my pants back up. So the the, the crowd that kind of uh, came to watch finally dissipates a bit and thins out. Is there any other um, shenanigans that uh, the three of you would like to get into at the ferry market? Um, Golston gives Baldrick like a, a huge hug and just kind of thanks him, and he he whispers to him, don't worry, old buddy. I still hate dragons enough for the both of us. Balder will laugh, but not terribly loud. It was a very weird experience. Mayfiz will turn to Golliston and say, so h- how much do you want me to tell my dearest friend about all of this? Shall we, j- shall we just keep it between the two of us for now? Uh, I'm not sure how she will take this. That would be uh, appreciated. Uh, please don't tell Avielli about this. It's uh, quite embarrassing that you guys saw me like that, but what are friends for, after all? It goes against everything that I stand for, but um, yeah, no, that was that was an embarrassment. Yeah, you can all check your worldly. I was wondering whether or not deliberately giving up hatred would technically have counted as spiritual or temperate, but that is also totally yeah. makes sense. Yeah, heavy, you know, doing magical weird fairy shit in a uh, goblin market is a, you know, that, that deserves a check. <laughs> All right. Um, so you kind of like pass the rest of the day in the market and the sun is starting to go down. Um, at some point, 
you try to probably leave at which point it's like one of those things like a video game level going off the right and reappearing at the left and like asking around you kind of find out like market veil is kind of there for the day but we'll be gone tomorrow until then you're invited to uh to rest eat drink and be merry uh do the three of you partake in the hospitality of the fae i mean yeah right yeah, I don't think Mavis has the experience not to do so. Um, so this Baldrick, will be, yeah, this is just a good party. Baldrick is basically going to say, I think I've shared enough with the Fae for the day. We'll use our own stores. I know not what price might be asked for the hospitality if it's not said in advance. So Very true. Are you, pl- are you planning to just eat only the rations that you brought with you? And advise the same with his retinue, yeah. I'll do the same then. Baldrick knows way more about this stuff. I, I can't act like I don't have a 16 in fairy lore. Yeah. When I got a 16 in fairy lore. Yeah, if Baldrick advises to do so, then Mephis will do so. Very sadly setting down the delicious looking pies. <laughs> so, I mean, despite the fact that you don't want to eat or drink anything provided to you, like the, the Fae are you know, still welcome to host you and um, encourage you to demonstrate your skills at singing, dancing, playing instruments, any stories you might have. Could this be the time for a famous Skullston oration? You could. Do either of you want to pass the time um, with anything in the meantime? Well, you know, Baldrick actually does have some oratability. Maybe he'll be glad to tell a few tales and be entertaining. What? Uh, what okay, uh, you can roll your orate, orate if you want. If you want, you could uh, roll compose first, but I'm not sure if you have a whole lot in there. I didn't even see compose on my sheet. Okay, then you don't really have it as a skill um, other than just default. But um, uh, five out of ten to retell the story of the fairy hound. Oh, yeah, that is um, that is met with some. Uh, some interest and actually uh uh one of the one of the fae folk says yeah we know murphy he's great <laughs> that's perfect <laughs> yeah uh what about you sir mavis sing dance flirt uh stories play instruments i i think there is at least a young fae that comes up to mavis and tries to swoop her away into a dance but that's Mavis has two left feet. It's not going anywhere. But she ends up with the people, the the bards that are playing music and singing, and she actually recognizes the songs that are being sung. So she tries to join in in the singing. Sure, give me a sing. I roll the one. Yeah, it, it takes you till like the the chorus to um, remember what it was, but you're able to join in, and your your addition to the song is very much appreciated. So, Goldston, would you like to make Mary at all? Yes, I would like to dance. And that's a pass, a uh, 7 on a 12. So you basically show um, the Fae Folk the medieval equivalent of the electric slide. And everyone is really enjoying themselves. They they offer you wine, but they're not offended when you turn it down. Or you are contributing in your own way. And at some point... Um, 
you are thanked for your contributions as um, two like very like lovely uh, fairy maidens come up and give each of you like a garland of flowers to wear. I like this. Gullison just kind of says as he puts the flowers around his neck. Maybe these fae folk aren't half bad. And Mavis accepts. He's like, yeah, maybe. Um, at least they know how to party. Well, I won't argue with that. Baldrick, what are your thoughts on this gift? They said thank you when they gave it. Absolutely. They thanked you for your contributions um, to the feast. Uh, Baldrick will say, uh, is this a gift freely given, or is this a gift in thanks of my contributions? Well, you did tell quite a tale. And Murphy over there, indicating a large, dark-skinned man with blue eyes, seemed to enjoy it. Ah, then I should be glad to talk with Murphy for a little bit. And Baldrick will, instead of accepting something that he didn't get an answer on, because I got that fairy lore, I got him. <laughs> you, 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 feel, you feel this? Um, the flowers are in exchange for the story you gave? As long as I feel like the flowers are in exchange yes. for the story, then he'll go along with it. Yeah. You have, you have a 16. You yeah. can't ignore that. Yeah. As long as he feels like it's in exchange, then he mm-hmm. doesn't feel like there's going to be a surprise later on. He won't argue. Yeah. <laughs> but there's this like figure like sitting in like a chair that wasn't there before, but it seems like a, a tree kind of grew into a chair shape. And there's this like big, big, well endowed, uh, um, dark-skinned man with very hairy, furry features and like blue, blue and blue eyes, and there's like some like smoke seeming to emanate in front of him, and like he's like the only like authority figure that you've seen in this area. But um, the the fae you just spoke with called him Murphy. All right, um, Baldrick will approach and ask. Um... I've been told that you enjoyed my tale. May I call you Murphy as well? Or is there another way you'd prefer to be addressed? And there's this loud bark as the figure, like, echoes something that, um, like, you kind of feel a bark in your teeth. And in the back of your head, you also feel this, um, hear this voice kind of, like, translated by your brain and says, like, um, Murphy is the name um, my servant once gave me, so that's what I use in um, in dealings with your kind. I would, I would wish to thank you for the many services that you and your master, Golston, have rendered towards me in the past few years. For never have I been without many, many bitches to sow my seed upon. Then I'm very glad indeed to know that you have so enjoyed your time. Yeah. And I hope you were satisfied and well-fed. <laughs> And Golson, like, there's no denying that this is some sort of more humanoid version of that dog that you've encountered many times who has been living on your manor, depopulating the male dogs, uh, turning all the offspring of the female dogs into, you know, some very good hunting dogs for you. But you you fed this guy. Um you you and Baldrick uh, in the forest fed this guy at some point and continued to allow him to stay with you, and he followed you, and he seems to be quite uh, happy with that arrangement. Uh, Golston just kind of like gives him a nod, and he's like, "Murphy, I I don't even know what to say. I I feel like I should shake your hand, but 
I don't know. Would that be appropriate? Can I shake your hand? And he kind of like uh, arises from the chair and strides over you on four legs and sits down like a dog and raises his paw. And uh, yeah, I just put my hand out and I shake it. And, uh, you know, I thank him for, uh, you know, for for giving giving our land its namesake strong hunting dogs or just like, you know, uh, hunting dogs that they're known for. He looks at you and barks, but in your head, you feel, Golston, you two are a good boy. And uh, for some reason, it just like means a lot to him. And he's just like, thank you. I think Baldrick is going to end up spending the rest of his time in the party, in the company of the good boy. (laughs) It is good to see an old friend. Yeah. And like, you have various weird encounters, but. Most of them seem pretty friendly. Um, the skinny man has packed up his wares, having made quite a killing, so he claimed. And, like, everyone seems uh, quite, um, like, jovial. And the night kind of, like, wears on. And eventually, people just start passing out um, on, like, cushions and, like, using a rock for a pillow. And what about the three of you? Are... It's, you you are getting tired. Are you planning on staying awake or sleeping? Wilson's tired. He's kind of afraid to sleep here, but he's seeing other people do it. And, you know, it can't be half bad. So he's like, maybe we just kind of hunker down and get some shut eye. I think Mavis, uh, yeah, just keeps singing and puts in a couple of her own tales, but then in the form of song, but eventually that gets less and less coherent as she slowly sings herself to sleep. I think Baldrick will find himself in his own bedroll before the end of the night. And he's utterly certain that when he wakes up, all but their own camp will be gone. Want to find out more about the story? Join our Discord channel. The link is in the description.